Hello, welcome to another episode of Peloton on Pause, brought to you by Green Edge. This is a monster. We've got the boys from Berry, uh, Adam and Simon Yates. Uh, how you going, fellas? You're in. Uh, are you both in Andorra at the moment? Yeah, both in Andorra. Both in Andorra. But he's and, behind me. He's on the main road, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, how's, how's the lockdown been? I'll start with you, Adam. Um, I hear you, you're about to be let out of the cage on uh, Monday. Yeah, sort of. Um, we've been here for, I don't know, I think it's, we must have been 60 days already. Um, well, again, anyway, at least I've been on the home for at least 50 days, I reckon. So, a uh, long time coming. Um, but the problem is now and now it's raining. So, it's been sunny for the last two weeks and now we get light out and it's raining. So, probably won't go anyway. <laughs> what about you, Simon? You uh, you over the home trainer, mate? Getting there, getting there. Yeah, not been uh, too exciting looking at a playing war for the last two months or whatever it is so no we'll see but a bit like how adam said it's uh it's looking real bad for the next two weeks already so uh we might even be spending some more time inside um what's the uh restrictions going to be like because uh, we we're talking off earlier adam on monday when they let you out it's going to be pretty controlled um where and when you can ride yeah at the moment yeah it's, it's sort of like you can only ride every other day. So if you go on Monday, you got to go on Wednesday or Friday. Um, and only from 11 till 2. But of them three hours, you can, you can only ride the road for two hours. So obviously, half an hour, you got a half an hour drive to the car park. Um, and then you got two hours to ride one section of the road. Um, yeah, and I think, that, I think that should last for another week or so. Um, I'm not too sure. But like I said, like I said to you before, um, I'm not actually been out. Um, it's a bit too much hassle. Just couldn't ride in for two hours. So you have to go on Dwift and, and bash out the watts. Have you have you found uh, Swift Simon? Obviously, uh, you, you're becoming a bit of an expert now. You've you've clocked up a fair few Ks in the virtual world, mate. Yeah, I've been getting getting into it. Actually, it's actually been quite fun, if I'm honest. Um, something different to do. Um, but I'm I'm based now. Nah, here we go. The excuses are coming out already. No, because I'm here in Andorra. I'm based at 2,000 meters, so obviously there's no oxygen up here. Um, and I'm racing all these guys who, you know, they've got way more experience than me as well. And it's just, uh, most of them are just an hour of power or even less, you know, 20 minutes, uh, just a max effort. And uh, yeah, basically I'm getting a bit of a, bit, a, bit of a smashing really. Um, well, you're racing guys as well that are lying about their weight, let's be honest. There's a, there's a lot of guys that are super competitive and even in this virtual world, I mean, they're, they're going to take some advantage, aren't they? There must be a lot of guys that are sort of fudging the old scales, I reckon. Oh, for sure. There'll be a lot of guys at race weight at the minute rather than what the lockdown weight is. But uh, no, nah, it's, it's like I said, I've been enjoying it though, just being sort of getting involved. And uh, it is what it is at that point. If uh, people are lowering the weight just to be a bit more competitive, then, then whatever. Yeah, chapeau. Uh, this tour for all uh, series that you're doing at the moment, what's that been like? Yeah, it's, it's actually been not so bad because um, we're racing all the other pros and they're obviously not as used to racing with Zwift. I find actually that the, the other races, the normal punter races are, are harder because they're so much more used to, you know, the the sort of gaming aspect of, of racing on Zwift. Uh, they know where, how to use the power-ups, where to push on, where to not push on and, and, and whatever you have. So it's actually, it was actually wasn't too bad. Um, but again, the excuse cabinet's coming out is that because uh, I'm up here, wasn't so uh, successful for me personally, but that's how it goes. How did you find it, Adam? Yeah, same really. Um, that's the thing. It's, it's almost like a different category to, to road cycling, isn't it? It's, it's almost like a bit, it's a bit like track, really, I guess. 
it's full gas for that to finish. You don't really get a rest. Um, but it's good fun. It's good fun. It's something different. And uh, I mean, you're going to make the most of it while you're locked down, haven't you? Um, so get into it. We were saying earlier as well, like imagine if you had to come up like with the Zwift concept, uh, you know, five years ago or whatever, because it, it's absolutely exploded. Adam, you, you reckon you had this idea when you were, what, 13, 14? No. Yeah, I, I was just telling you before, yeah. I, reckon, I reckon two years before Zwift came around, I had the idea, but uh, obviously I was pretty young at the time, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so yeah, I could be sitting there a billionaire, but uh, unfortunately I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, <laughs> what, what else have you been up to outside of uh, the Zwift and, and the virtual racing? You've been smashing Netflix series or got any good uh, shows that you've been watching, Simon? Uh, well, a lot, of, a lot of gaming, actually, because obviously it's gaming and Zwift, gaming on, in, uh, on the Xbox, on the PlayStation. Um, this actually started, started um, before the lockdown. So before the lockdown started, I was um, on a training camp in Mount Etna with uh, Lucas Hamilton and, and Damien Housen. And uh, one of them brought the, the PlayStation over for, for just getting mad into FIFA and Call of Duty. Um, and it just kind of carried on once I, once I came home. So I've been uh, been smashing that in between smashing Zwift, really. I remember I took the uh, PlayStation across to, I think we used to play at the Tour de France back in the day. And then I took it to that training camp in South Africa and got absolutely <laughs> pants by you boys in, in FIFA. Um, how have you find the FIFA series? It's getting too technical now with all the buttons and like I need to go back to the old school, just cross it, head it through ball and score, yeah? It's like real life, I reckon. Like It's like riding a bike. Um, like the more you do it, the better you become. Like because we're away so much now, you, you can't train. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, I'd come home from school and I'd do like five, six hours on, on Call of Duty or FIFA and I'd, and I'd be real good. But now I'm... I don't have that, that base and that endurance you need to, to be able to be good. So, uh, just lacking a bit of form, really. Well, you, you've got no excuses now. If, you, if you're clocking up the hours, geez, you must be uh, in red-hot form. Do you, do you get into oh, – you're bad. not into the FIFA as much, Adam. You're, you're more of a Call of Duty sort of guy, blood and guts. Yeah, I've not been playing FIFA too much. I've been more of a Call of Duty man. Um, I just – Simon told me to get it. He told me to download it not, not too long ago when lockdown started. And uh, since then, I've been bashing it. Because my missus, well, she, she's working for gas every day. She's working like Monday, Friday from, you know, eight till eight, till eight really. So um, I don't get much else to do other than ride the bike and, and go on Call of Duty. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you link up with any of the other um, teammates online? Uh, like you were saying, Lucas Hamilton, mm-hmm. that they play. Do you, do you play any virtual games with those boys? There's a couple of them. Demo, Demo goes on, Lucas goes on, and, and uh, Edmo, I think. There might be some others, but uh, these are the only guys I've been playing with recently. Um, one of the other consoles, now that we're going full nerd chat, um, was the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. I was looking at getting one of those because I was a big Nintendo Wii man back in the day with the, the temp in bowling and stuff. Have you ever been tempted to flick over to the Nintendo side? I've got one. I've got a Switch. Yeah, my, uh, my, miss, my, my missus bought me one for Christmas. So uh, You're right. Playing, playing about Mario. It's one of the things, though, I reckon. Uh, you play for, I don't know, two, three months, and then you get, you get a bit bored or... You finish the game and there's not much going on, I reckon. I yeah. see they've got like the fitness band. They're, they're really flogging that now because everyone's in ISO putting on the pudding. There's one with the uh, like a band that you can do exercises with or whatever on the on the Switch. I think they're, uh, oh, yeah. they're trying 
Yeah, that was just that was the same as the Wii, though, wasn't it? They had that for the mm. Wii. They had like the the weight thing that you could weigh yourself and also yes, the scales. Yeah, and if yeah. you were overweight, your little emoji used to blow out, and yeah, then you'd have yeah. your hand in his head. <laughs> that, so I heard. <laughs> uh, getting back to to the racing side of things, um, we want to talk about the start of the season, even though um, it's obviously on hold at the moment. But um, Simon, you started in. Uh, Australia, you went down to Tour Down Under. How'd you find that experience uh, heading up to Oz? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't actually as warm as I was expecting, so I I went straight after Christmas um, to to sort of adapt to the heat. But actually, we didn't really have any hot days until we got to the um, go to the Sun Tour, um, which is you know weeks after Down Under. Um, so it was actually all right for me because that's the thing I was most worried about and why I went so early in the first place. Um, but no, it's good just to get stuck in with the boys. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go as well is because, you know, you see the video is like the backstage pass or whatever from, from back in the day and just like the, the guys coming together to really, you know, sort of uh, attack the race. That, that's something uh, that I really enjoy about racing. Um, so that's why I, one of the reasons I wanted to go really. I noticed that uh, why he sort of mellowed a bit because back in the, the day, sort of four or five years ago, you know, he'd be doing the pie comps and, you know, just smashing as much <laughs> local grub as he could. It, it seems like he's really sort of sharpened himself up in these uh, latter years. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, we're still going on a little, little bit though. Like uh, well, uh, there's just people bringing sweets and pies, homemade Haribo's and all sorts of stuff. So uh, now I still all go. Um, and Adam, you had a, a bit of a, a drama. You obviously won the UAE tour, but um, it was a real weird experience because that was the the big outbreak of uh, Corona in, in the early days. I think that was when people were going, what the hell's going on in the world? Um, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good experience in terms of racing. Obviously, I came out first race of the season and won, so uh, that, was, that was a bonus. And then, uh, yeah, obviously, after the, I think it was the fifth stage, all went uh, a bit crazy there. Um I was telling you before we, we start recording, like uh, one one minute we're just sleeping, next minute one a.m. BS comes and wakes us up, like oh, race is off, like and it's carnage, like nobody knows what they're doing, and and that was it really. Um, we had like two days of, of basically not knowing what to do and and just gonna sit in our rooms and waiting. So uh, yeah, crazy. Um, one thing I always wondered with you guys is is how do you pick your targets for the year, like? Is there ever a situation where you literally go, right? I want to, I want to have a crack at GC for the Giro, mate. Like, let's rock scissors paper this. You know, <laughs> one, two, three. Let's go. How do you work it out? Like, what your target, Simon? Uh, I think we've uh, managed this well so far. Then we never actually had a um, a point in our career where we thought, oh, actually, we want to do the same race. Um, well, I think we're both very easy going actually as well. Is that we're not that. If we, if one of us wants to go to this race, then that's fine. When you know, we'll go. The other one will go to the other race, and it's not really been a big problem so far. Um, and I think, if I'm honest, I think it's going to continue that way. Is that because of that um, bond with the twins? You can sort of think what the other guy's thinking, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, what it, they've obviously released a, a revamp calendar for 2020, and. Um, Geez, like there's a super Sunday in there. I think the Giro overlaps with Paris Roubaix and the Vuelta. 
Uh, when I first looked at it, it sort of felt like back in high school when you were given a, a school project and you sort of slapped it together at the last minute and then just <laughs> presented it and you're like, there you go. And then the teacher's like, ah, mate, have you thought about this? But obviously, it's a situation where, you know, they're going to have to um, really sort of cram as much as they can into a short period of time. I mean, um, what sort of uh, – how do, how do you target your goals now with the uh, the new calendar that's come out, Adam? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, I guess. I mean, uh, to be honest, well, I'm not, I'm not going to chat with White yet about what we're going to target and stuff because, uh, I mean, it's still quite far away. But, uh, I mean, they've got so much racing and packed into such a short period of time. Um, it's going to be really interesting, I guess. Um, there'll be a lot of guys, you know, coming out coming out of quarantine, like uh, not in the same condition they, they, they'd like to be. Or, you know, some guys might, might come out of it even better because they're a bit fresher. Um, so I think we'll see. Um, like I said, I need to sit down with Whitey and, and the team and, and sort of plan the calendar. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be too complicated. I, you know, you know, there's only there's only a couple of races that you can go to. Like you said, a lot of stuff overlaps. So um, I guess we'll have to sit down and, and work it out. Um, what are your initial thoughts, um, Simon, on the on the revamp calendar? Yeah, just uh, a crazy time. I think um, you know, start of the year, I was going to target the the Giro. And uh, don't really know what I'm going to do yet. Maybe that's uh, another possibility to, to continue with that and still go to the Giro. But it's just crazy because now the World Championships are before the Giro. Like imagine, mm. I don't know, you, you know, imagine winning the Worlds before the Giro and then going to the Giro as World Champ. It would just be, be ridiculous. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, I think it's going to be quite stressful for, for the staff. Um, you know, like some of the smaller teams, uh, that don't have you know thirty plus riders and uh, infinite infinite staff um, to be in so many places at once. Uh, I think it's going to be quite tricky to to organise, if I'm honest. So um, we'll see how that goes. But it's one of those situations where uh, you know we don't really have much control over that, and uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. How do you go with um, keeping motivated through this period as well? Um, what are you what are you sort of doing or is there any little tricks do you set like little goals that you want to knock over for the week um any other tips you can give for general punters like myself just to sort of fire up <laughs> <laughs> well we've been getting into uh just uh with zwift on the xp and stuff and just doing all the different routes like, i don't, can't remember exactly how many there is but on zwift there there's like over over 100 uh badges or achievements whatever you can get uh, so we've just been ticking them off as many as we can, basically. And um, I think by the end of uh, this week or next week, it'll be uh, we'll have uh, completed actually, if I'm honest. So it's like bloody Cub Scouts to, uh... back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You just get all the badges on your arm. <laughs> you, you find the same thing, Adam. You just want to try and get as many of these badges as, as possible. Yeah, I think I think I've already got. I think it's two or three courses to do, and they're only short ones, so they're pretty easy to to knock off. Um, well, yeah, like at first, when we first got locked down and we, we didn't know, you know, when we're going to race, I had a couple of weeks off um, and then just got into it, got into the Zwift, you know, riding two, three hours a day and, and just knocking out these, these, these courses and, and doing as much as you can. Um, I mean, you don't need to do anything, you know, spe- specific right now. Um, like, you know, it was only last week that we that we found out um, the calendar. So you didn't mm. really have a goal, you didn't have anything to chase. So um, just get into it. Yeah. Now I want to move the conversation to food now. Obviously in lockdown, a lot of people, you can't go to restaurants, you're having to cook a lot more at home. You guys are addicted to curries, as we know. Um, <laughs> you've been doing a lot of cooking at home. Uh, uh, Simon, you've been whipping up a few curries and things like that? Yeah, funny enough, I had one last night. I, ch- I tried something different last night. Me and the missus cooked up um, 
turkey meatball, um, like a creamy nut curry, which is a bit different, but it was actually really good. Um, so just been mixing it up, really. <laughs> just try new things. <laughs> yeah, you can tell you're 50 days in when you, you're making turkey <laughs> bloody meatballs, mate. <laughs> well, what, what about you, Adam? You, you're a bit of a whiz in the kitchen, mate. Oh, not really. Um, we, we were we went with human curries. I was into bread. I started making bread using a using different type of flours and all this. And are you uh, part of the sourdough revolution, like Durban? Uh, no, no. I wanted to be, but it's it's a bit too much hassle. I mean, you've got to keep this thing alive, aren't you? The uh, bio starter. And uh, I reckon if I die one, it lasts a week and then die. So <laughs> I've, been, I've been using the conditional uh, conditional methods. No, but I've been getting into it. We bought like a it's a Dutch oven, I think they call it um Dutch oven using all this sort of flour and and I, we had to buy a book something um I'll have to get the name later um but it's actually really good it's actually really informative and and you know simple to follow so we've been, we've been cooking up some uh some good pieces some good loaves really good yeah what's what's your what's your signature life just this standard just the, I'll, get, I'll, show you, I'll, I'll show you a picture now I'll go show you a picture one second yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> <Let's do it. laughs> oh, oh have a look at that I don't know. I'm gonna do this properly. Oh mate, look at that! Look that at that! Master, that is a masterpiece, I reckon. Yeah. I sent it to our um, our nutrition fellow, and he was like, "Wow!" Like mm. he was he was in he was in shock <laughs> how good it was. You'll so, be able to see the races. <laughs> so, do you chew through a loaf in, in a day, or or what are you doing? You carving this up and sharing it around? Uh, well, I, I make a small one because otherwise, if I make a big one, I just eat it all like straight away. So what I did, we bought a small. Uh, this little Dutch oven, um, and in the in the book, the recipe we half everything to make it smaller because then I can eat it all at once. Um, well, not just me, but my missus as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I was eating a loaf of dough, getting pretty big, pretty quick, I reckon. So uh, no, it's been good. We get into it, yeah. Yeah. Um, getting back to the curries, what what's the best? Because I'm only just starting to branch out of the curries myself. Uh, I had to go to Thai green curry the other day. It was, it was pretty. Not too bad, um, but what what's the key, obviously, to to a good curry? Do you reckon, Simon? Uh, what's the key? I don't know, um, but I think what what I find is that especially bike riders, a lot of them are scared of like Indian food curries. Yeah. They they automatically assume oh it's real spicy. Mm. I I hate I hate spicy curries. I never eat a spicy curry. I it's it's got to be super creamy and just you know delicious that way. And I think that's it's a it's a stigma around uh, Indian food, you know. Um, so for me, I don't know. I don't know mm. what, what the what the key ingredient is, but the the creamier the better. Um, now, looking at the run sheet, they they want to move on to other sports. Um, obviously, there's a big lockdown in in world sport at the moment, so you can't watch uh, your Manchester United run round. But is is that the other sport outside of cycling that you guys were sort of most passionate about growing up? Adam, uh, was it all about uh, football? I mean, it was growing up. Um, we were never really like really into it. I mean, we, we followed United, and uh, you know, for a long time. Um, but I think as you get older, it's a bit it's a bit hard to follow, especially now. Like we're, we're so busy all the time. Um, like we used to watch a couple of games, you know, every year when my dad 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 would take us to the games, and uh, and we watch them live because the, the stadium's only uh, you know 20, 20, 30 minutes away from our house. Was, was so, that uh, the Premier period when you had Beckham and all the the hitters going around, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually remember we went holiday when we won the when we won the treble. I think we were in Greece somewhere, and 
like the whole the whole hotel was uh, at the bar watching watching the game, um, Champions League final, I think it was. Um, so yeah, we, we've been following it a while, but like I said, once you get old, it's hard to follow, isn't it? Is that the hard thing when you're at races and that, and you get people from the UK and they think that um, you've got all this spare time and you you checking scores and they're wanting to connect with you about what's going on back in in uh, Europe, but. Yeah, I mean, like when you're living the life on the road, you don't get time to sort of scratch your ass, let alone uh, check footy scores. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying, I was saying it to my missus. Uh, I think yesterday, like on rest days, that there's not even a rest day because you've got so much media to do, you've got so much stuff to do. Like, you got to get a massage, still got to go for a ride. Like, you got like you ain't got time to do anything. Like, you, you have maybe an hour um, before dinner or something just to sit down and and sort of you know rest, um, and that's it. Like, you don't get any time at all. So mm. uh, tricky. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to have a first break. And uh, after the break, we're going to talk about uh, cycling cravings uh, presented by Giordana. All right. Cycling cravings time. It's all about what do you miss uh, not racing mm-hmm. at the moment? I'll start with you, Simon. Is it your teammates? Is it the competitive uh, juices getting them flowing again? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Those those nerves you get sort of on the start line or or whatever, um, you really can't replicate that uh, in any way. You know, we've been doing a lot of races on Zwift or whatever, but you never get those sort of feelings uh, that you would do when you line up for a race, especially like a big race or something. Uh, um, but yeah, what can we do? Looking at uh, your shags, mate, you're missing the free haircuts you used to get as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, I was just, you know, the missus the other day to try and cut my hair, but I've, I've not cracked to, to get it in. Last time I had a home haircut was a long time ago now, so. Uh... <laughs> you, you look like you've had a trim recently, Adam. How'd you score that one? No, no. After UAE, I, I managed to get a haircut real quick, and I made it super short because I didn't know when I was going to get the next one. So I, uh, I pulled a blind there. I reckon. <laughs> Preparation. Oh, that's that's forward thinking, mate. You had the inside <laughs> mail that we yeah. could have been on the verge of a pandemic here. Uh, <laughs> what's the big thing that you're missing at the moment, Adam? I think it's just the same, isn't it? I mean, uh, like you spend so much time on the road racing and. Either, well, just traveling, I guess, in general. Like, you know, either traveling to a race, traveling to a training camp, or, you know, doing summer. Um, this is probably the, the longest I've been in one place for a long time now. I'm talking, you know, four or five years. Because um, even in the off-season, like, I go on hold this almost straight away and, and you know, away for two, three weeks. Um, so this is, like I said, this is probably the longest I've been in one place in as well inside as well for a long time. Um, yeah, it's just traveling and, and racing, I guess. Do you find it funny that when you're in that bubble and you are traveling so much, your brain's almost going, geez, I wouldn't mind the pace coming off this and just slowing down a bit. And now that you have had this exterior time uh, locked indoors, does it really sort of reset your priorities and, and make you appreciate the little things a bit more, Simon? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. All these, I was thinking before about the, the just having my own coffee machine at home, just making my own brew whenever I want, right? You know, when we're away for races and stuff, especially. I won't go into names, but some some certain countries, you know, they don't really do that great a coffee um, wherever you, wherever you are. So um, just having a good coffee in the morning is, um, mm. you know, it's it's it sounds so small, but when we're away, so you know, so much, and you know, we're away for whatever 100, 150 days a year, um, just to have a good coffee every day. Um, it's such a small, unique thing that just make you know brightens up your day. Um, and have you found that as well, Adam, that it's it's reassessed, you know, what's important and, and what's not? 
Yeah. It's actually made me realise that I need a bigger, bigger apartment. <laughs> My apartment is way too small. I've got too much crap in here. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, like Sam said, it's just like a little coffee or, you know, go like even, like obviously we can't go to restaurants now, but like cooking food at home, like as you get into it and, and you know, making something nice and, and being a bit create, creative. Um, you know, when you're on the road or when you come back from a race or a training camp, you know, they get the motivation to do that kind of thing. You're so tired and you want to sit down and rest, you know. Um, so, uh, you don't like playing I mean, pasta? No, nah, not really. <laughs> play pasta. I don't, I don't play chicken breast with a bit of salt and pepper. No, I'm not, I'm not really into that. <laughs> well, that might be the next thing, mate. You might have to get into making uh, fresh pasta and knockies and things like that. Oh, I reckon that's a bit too complicated for me. That's nah, easy. Bit of egg, bit of flour, bit of salt. Are you an expert, are you? Yeah, 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 I make that stuff all the time. <laughs> I've nailed the knockies. Don't worry about that. Problem is, yeah, you eat too much of that stuff. It sticks to you. Yeah, sticks yeah. to your ass. It's no good. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, it's Inside the Victory presented by Scott Sports. All right. Inside the Victory time. And these two have got plenty to go through. Uh, we'll start with you, Simon. What what victory uh, means the most to you and, and why? Um, means the most to me. Um, I think the one that I obviously, uh, I think sticks out is uh, obviously the Vuelta. Uh, just because of, uh, what we went through, uh, the Giro and, you know, you know, such, uh, we had such success there and obviously not to come away with a victory was, uh, a big blow. Um, and then to sort of to, to, you know, to rebound and come back and, and manage to finally pull off the Vuelta was, um, I think it really, um you know it, it was a just all the things coming together at the right time it just made it such a special victory um but not just for me but i think for the team as well what what changed with your um mindset because obviously you're saying about the giro um it obviously would have knocked you around a bit getting so close to to winning that but then having to back up and go into that vuelta and stay focused was there a change in the way you went about um the, the race mentally over those three weeks when you got to the Vuelta? Um, a little bit. I think also just getting, um, this might sound a bit weird, but I just getting pissed off of losing so much. Mm. Um, like, I, you know, that same year I'd, um, I went into the last stage of Paris-Nice uh, with the leaders' jersey. I lost it on the last day. Uh, I've been to other races like Romandie a couple of years ago was the same. I, um, last day, the TT, got pumped by Richie Port. And just just getting sort of pissed off for losing it on the last moment, you know. The Giro is the same, you know. Been so good up until the very last moment, and just getting a bit pissed off, really. Mm. And so that you know, I was really motivated um, to really sort of finally pull it off. Um, And just also the way we went about it. And you know, I went to the Giro, um, all guns blazing, you know, ready to just you know get into it. Uh, The Vuelta was a bit more relaxed, you know. We went into it knowing that I needed to go the full distance and, and, and really save a little bit for the, for the final days. So I think just those small things uh, made a difference, really. Um, one thing I always admired with you boys is um, your self-belief. Even at the, <laughs> the young age, when you first burst into the team, you know, I used to love listening to you, your post-race. Um, you know, you'd get fired up with yourself, but you weren't intimidated <laughs> by anyone. Um, didn't matter who the competitors were, didn't matter what the level they were at, none of them phased you. I mean, how important, Simon, is that confidence and that inner belief 
uh, in your own abilities? Oh, I think it's key. I think it's key. But you're not allowed to have confidence these days. You get told off in the media if you have too much confidence. So you got to be really quiet. Yeah, yeah. You come off as sounding cocky. Is that what oh, that yeah. Is? Yeah, you're not allowed. No, like um, pre-Jiro, I had a bit of a press conference and uh, I've come out and maybe said something the wrong way a little bit and everyone's getting up me a little bit. But So you're not allowed confidence. You've got to say everyone that you're shit and that you're going real <laughs> bad and you, you, you're hoping for maybe a top 20 finish and that's about it. Um. Is that is that the hardest part with the whole balance with cycling? Um, we're talking last week with the girls, and um, they found it difficult at times with this sort of. You've got two parts. You've got the racing part, but then you've got the media component and social media, and obviously because cycling, you know, the the where they generate their money is through sponsors and so forth. Um, is that the hardest part? Is that whole ball game outside of? Your brain's just going, mate. I'm I'm a cyclist. I just want to ride my bike, and, and really that's what I'm paid to do. But then the other side, which is, well, there's another game outside of that that you've got to play as well. Well, it's just for me personally, there's no other sport where five seconds after you've crossed the finish line, there's a microphone under your face. You know, I'm still at 200 yeah. heart rate, and I'm, you know, I've just finished six hour day. There's a microphone. You've got to gather your thoughts already. Imagine. Uh, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi just scored the winner of the Champions League final and there's a microphone under his uh, face straight mm. away. It doesn't it doesn't happen. And cycling is the only sport in the world where that happens. Um, mm. You know, like uh, athletics, they're on a track, they finish, they, they collapse on the floor. You know, they have a couple of minutes just to, you know, collect themselves. Whereas cycling, you don't, you don't have that time, um, which, you know, is maybe not the best thing in the world for, you know, somebody's a bit fired up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now talking about victories, Adam, what what's the one that means the most to you, mate, and why? Oh, that's a tricky question. Um oh man, you got me there. I reckon I don't really have a victory that stands out um like you know one above the other. Um but just my first win in Turkey because you know first win as a pro is always always a special moment and uh I was I was so close um, a couple of stages before um, before I had to win and uh, I don't know there's just, just, just something special about the first one you get as a pro isn't there I mean uh, um, you sort of validate your you know being there and being in that in that kind of in that company um, but really I don't have one that stands out um, yeah it's tricky it's tricky what about, um, San Sebastian um, winning a, a big one day race like that. It was good that one, yeah, because the year before I uh, messed it up the night by crashing them decent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, that, that was a good one, but um, I think, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's hard to pick one above the other. I mean, San Sebastian was my first World Tour win, actually. Um, we just come out of Tour de France. Um, I tried so hard to, to win a stage there. I got in a break a couple of times and it, it wasn't going to plan. There's always someone better than me, someone stronger. Um, um, so, yeah, it, it was good. Um, Kerry Youth Tour, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Youfter back in the day. <laughs> Kevin Youfter, that was that was a big one actually. I remember like clear as day. I was how old was I? What was it under sixteen or the fourteens? I think I, I don't know what maybe. Yeah. Wait, how old were when you guys started racing? Like, when did you first start getting into it competition-wise? Um, it would have been what real racing would have been under sixteen. But you you still you still yeah you start doing like kind of uh, like crits and stuff when you're under fourteen, even under twelve really. You start doing all the crit scene in, in the UK and, and you know, there's youth leagues and, and racing on the track, doing the track league. Um, I mean, it's not serious racing, but you still got both to a wall. Um, must have been in the 12s, I reckon. Yeah. And how did, how did you guys get into it? Is that is your old man a cyclist? Like, is it 
family friend connections like what what drew you to to cycling who's talking <laughs> Simon. Simon. um so uh well yeah typical story of um uh, a runner uh or you know another athlete uh injuring their knees and taking up cycling for a recovery sort of thing um my dad big john um you know he had some had some injuries or whatever and uh while he was injured he um you know he went to the the local paper shop around the corner and the owner was a was a bike rider um and he he encouraged him to to start riding for you know to to help with his injury uh and that was that was kind of it uh from there he started riding and then obviously we came around at some point um and uh unfortunately he he had a bad crash at one point um and then when he was uh, recovering from his his injuries from that crash he took us to to the velodrome in manchester to watch uh, some racing there just some of some of his uh, club mates who were racing uh and that was it you know we we saw the racing we were like oh we, we can't wait to have a go sort of to to get on the track and have, have a go and the rest is kind of history from there really we we had a we had a session uh, about a week later and and uh that was it yeah that's how it started when was the point, Adam, where you you were like, "Geez, hang on, we're actually pretty bloody good at this." Yeah, it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the second session we ever did. That's for sure because I had to bend it. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did one session on the track, and then uh, we went like a week later, and uh, we, you, we, there was like this test sort of thing to 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 see how good you are technical, uh, technically, <laughs> to see if you could do it like the, the level up session, and uh, you had to ride around the top of the track. Um, just like in a line, and I bend it. Then I second session. <laughs> oh, really? Second session, bend it, flew all the way down the track. Simon behind me managed to help hold it up. Right? Don't know how he managed that one. Um, At any so, point, yeah. you're like, "Nah, I'm I'm done with this. I'm I'm not I'm not." Not really. Out. I mean, as a kid, you get back on and you start riding again, and then you get into it, don't you? Um, I reckon taking it seriously didn't come for a long time, really. Though, like we were racing on the track and doing the training sessions, you know, two three times a week. Um, so we were pretty serious, but we never really, you know, we never really took it serious until what? It must have been under 16s. Maybe remember we were 15 and we started getting into the talent team stuff and all the British cycling sort of programs. Um, that's when you start taking it seriously. And then, you know, there's, there's training camps and they look after you a bit more. And then you start, you know, it becomes more of a, not, not a job. It's okay when you're 14, but I mean, you know, you, you're more serious about it and uh, mm. get into it. Um, and, and going back to the early days, I remember when I first met you guys, I think it was that camp in Australia 2013 and we started filming that, that Christmas video and uh, we, we had you doing all sorts of stupid shit. I mean, uh, what, what was your first impressions and why did you choose to, to go across to, to Orica Greenedge at the time? I'll start with you, Simon. Um, I think, well, the, the firstly, the choice was more... Um, you know, they, they sort of came to us and they wanted to start building a bit more of a GC team. Um, and we, we'd come out of uh, the Tour de l'Avenir. Uh, Adam finished second. Um, uh, Adam won two stages. Um, you know, and they were looking for sort of young climbers to really develop. And, you know, rather than going out and buying, um, the, you know, the best, best climbers or whatever, uh, they really wanted to sort of build from the ground up. Um, and we were interested in that. That's what we wanted to do. Um, so that you know that really you know came at a great moment really for us, um, and then yeah, first uh, first impressions are just like 
just uh, crazy, you know. Everyone was just uh, uh, just enjoying themselves, but you know, serious at the same time. You know, when, once we got on the bike, that was it. You know, it was time to work. But off the bike, it was all fun and games, and you know that that's you know it's still the same now, and nothing's really changed in that regard. Um, you know, you know we're still having great success, so long may it continue. And Adam, how how key has that been? Um, the whole chemistry with your teammates and that ability to when you're racing to switch on, but have that ability to switch off and enjoy that, uh, each other's company at the same time. Yeah, it just gives you confidence, doesn't it? Really, like um, confidence. You know that when when you're you know you're in a position in a race where you know shit's hitting the fan and and you you need the guys to look after you or you know you need everyone to come together as a team. Um, you know everyone's there hundred percent and. Uh, but then once again, you know, off the bike that you can have a laugh and, and games and, and sort of take the stress out of it. Um, again, at the end of the day, um, bike racing is quite a stressful sport. Um, you know, there's crashes and, and stuff can go wrong. You have a bad day. Um, but as long as you know, um, off the bike, you can still have a laugh, have a laugh and, and have a bit of fun. Um, you know, it takes the stress away and, and that's the great environment to, to, to be in and, and racing. Uh, well put, mate. Uh, all right, we're going to take another break. It's fan question time. Uh, we're going to have Ask Anything presented by Shimano. It's Ask Anything time presented by Shimano. We're going to kick things off on Facebook. Linda Billet, uh, she wants to ask both of you guys, living in Andorra, what if, uh, what if anything do you miss about Burry? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it pronounced um Barry or berry 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 yeah berry. all right we'll it's you, you got an accent i guess uh, yeah Barry. what do you miss about <laughs> Barry? start with uh, you uh adam uh it's hard to say i guess i mean i mean obviously number one thing to be missing friends and family um you know you're there for so long that you do have a you do have all your friends back home and Obviously, mum and dad are still there, so uh, you miss them a lot because, obviously, like we said before, um, when the road's so much, you only have a certain amount of time to sit down and chill at home. Um, so it's pretty tricky these days to actually go back and, um, you know, like we don't really have a week or, or two weeks just to go back and, and just hang out with mum and dad really either. So uh, every year, we, we, we every year we, we go back for Christmas, actually, Christmas and, and, and New Year. Um, but that's really probably the only time we actually go back these days. Um, yeah. What do you uh, miss about Barry, Sam? Um, about Barry or, or the whole of UK? Because what I find oh, about let's the UK, let's go with the whole, let's go with the whole of UK. Let's whole of UK that is just the ease of getting things. Like in Andorra, you can't get anything. You know, like just I don't know Uber Eats or whatever. Uh, but in the UK, it's just so much easier. You just everything can get done. You go to the supermarket; they have everything there lined up, ready for you. Um, just the stuff like that is just it makes such a difference to to your lifestyle, I reckon. Things that you don't you think still, about, you know. You can still get turkey meatballs, mate. It's all good. <laughs> um, all right, Tom, Tom McClurkin. Um, this is for both of you. Why do you always ride at the back of the peloton, Adam? Um, I think it's a misconception, really. I ride at the back when uh, when it's easy and, and and you know you can relax. Um, but I don't think you'll ever find me in the back when it when it's uh, stressful and, it, and it's kicking off. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the things. I mean, uh, a lot of people want to sit at the front and and stress and, and fight for you know tenth wheel and sit in the wind. Um, but if it's in a flat piece of road and there's no wind, uh, you know, there's not much point. You know, waste energy. He's got to sit there and relax. 
I remember the wean dog was exactly the same. And they used yeah, to always say, same. mate, get to the front. You go, bah, no stress, mate. And I remember yeah. there was a famous story. I think it was um, once he'd left uh, Green Edge and one of the guys was at the back chatting to him. I think it was Impy. He was in a race <laughs> with him. And he said to him, wean dog, you're always at the back, mate. And he said, nah, mate, there's no stress down here. And literally two seconds later, he hit a big rock in the middle of the road, done his knee, like wasn't paying attention. Yeah. It's the only time he's he's ever got ah mate. There's no stress yeah. back here. Um, <laughs> is that pretty much answer it for you, Simon? Same as what Adam said. Yeah, not much else to add. If I'm honest, uh, it's just the race. Say I don't know. Say the, say the race is 200k. The race finishes after 200k. It doesn't finish after 50. And yeah. if there's nothing going on, there's no point that you need to be at the front. Um, you know, a lot of guys I think are stressed. Maybe not from themselves, mm. but it could also be from the directors in the car. Uh, you know, you've got to be at the front, you've got to be watching, paying attention, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that stresses them out and they, you know, they want to ride at the front so they don't get in trouble or whatever. But uh, no, I think you just got to, you know, cycling st- a stressful sport. So you got to take your time to, to sort of relax and be calm when you can. So, you know, if every, you know, every, you know, couple of K, you can spend some time just to relax at the back, then then I think you should do that. Fair enough, mate. Uh, I'd definitely ride at the back if, if I was a pro. Uh, Carlos Bertrand, he wants to know, what are your pre-race superstitions? Start with you, Adam. Uh, I bought this question before, actually. I don't really have any. Uh, I don't really have any. Um, Do you listen to certain types of music or anything like that? Um, not really. I mean, I, I listen to uh, a whole stuff, really. I listen to, to you know, like R&B, also like dance music, electronic music. I listen to a, bit of a bunch of everything, so uh, <laughs> all depends on the mood, I guess. I mean, uh, you don't want to be listening to, uh, to you know, house music when uh, <laughs> when uh, you want to be relaxed in a rest day, but uh, you might get you fired up before you do something, so uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really, I don't really have any. Um, what about you, Simon? Do you, you no. got any superstitions? No, also, not really. No, no, I think uh. What's it saying? You you make your own luck in a way. So yeah. uh, uh, I think superstitions. Uh, no, nah, I don't really have any. Yeah, they're a bit of a bit of a drum up anyway. Alison <laughs> uh, Bruce, she wants to know: Do you have a favourite race event to ride, and why is it your favourite? I'll start with you, Adam. Um, I will say, obviously, you like doing all the big races. Um, you know, the the big spectacle, the big show, but. Uh, one of the one of my favorites is Dauphiné because you kind of get the, the the tour vibe without all the stress and all the people and all the all the you know all the pressure. Um, you do a lot of the same roads, um, a lot of the same people there, but you just don't get the stress and, and the you know the the annoying bits really. Mate, you're going to thrive in this COVID nineteen environment. In <laughs> you're not going to have much oh, stress about it at all. No crowds, yeah, it'd be great. You no love crowds, it. just sit in the back all day. Love it. Yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Um, what about you, Tom? What's your favourite race? Uh, I don't know about favourite race, but I, I really like racing in the Basque Country, uh, just the, the, the region there. Um, opposite of what I'm saying now, the, the fans are real passionate, but they're very respectful. They never they never come onto the road. They never, uh, you know, like interfere with the racing, but they're still super passionate and supportive of, of all the riders. You know, even if you're piped in 20 minutes down out the back, you know, they, they still cheer for you the same as, a, as though you're, you're, you're leading the race. Um you know, and obviously, I think it helps that you know the the roads there, the 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 type of races there also suit me uh, quite well. Um, so, just a great place to race, I think. And another good thing are those little bass cakes 
You know those. Yeah, exactly. That, oh, yeah, we already got <laughs> next level. Dangerous ethics. <laughs> Worst was when I was at a race once and they had that big tray of them, and I reckon I'd oh. done about six or seven, and then got to one stage and it was none for the riders, so yeah. had to keep shooting <laughs> about that. Um, all right, Instagram. Archie Herbert wants to know who's got the best haircut in the team. What do you reckon, Adam? Yeah, Ooh, in the team. Oh wow! Probably yourself I'm... at the moment. You're the only person. <laughs> it's looking pretty good. Eh? It's, looking, it's looking pretty good there. It's looking, it's looking pretty good yeah. there. Um, yeah. In the team, that's pretty tricky. I don't think anyone really stands out. If I'm honest. We're not. Uh, I wouldn't say we're the the fashionable yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. So we might have to might have to pass on that one, eh? We'll just call it equal last. Um, what about Erdos? Uh, Gurgly, he wants to know out of you two who's better at sprinting. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think it depends on the day. <laughs> I think, yeah, I reckon in terms of pure numbers, I reckon I pump Simon easy, easy. But I reckon <laughs> if, if we had to do a one on one, it'll probably roll me by like you know, tie whip. I reckon, yeah, that's being honest. Yeah, that's being honest. I reckon pure numbers on like I'll pump him definitely easy, but. <laughs> If there is like one on one, if if he can sit in the wheel, I'll probably roll me. I reckon they're gonna have to set up some sort of head to head scratch race here. Do you agree with that, Simon? You reckon you'd, you'd pump Adam? Uh, uh, I, well, yeah, personally, I, I, I'm pretty confident, but yeah. uh, like, back like in I said, sure. yeah, back, back in the day, sure. I, think, I think I'm slowing down a bit now, old age getting to me, and um, but uh, real horsepower probably Adam's got me, yeah, but I think it's all. <laughs> Technique oh, mental. That's, 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 that's what wins the sprint, mate. Finesse. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, and we've got one on Twitter. Um, and this is from someone that you know very well. Daryl Impey wants to know which yeah. one is the better one. Oh, it's the same, I reckon. It's the same, same question, yeah. racing, same question, really. I'll definitely yeah. easier. In pure numbers, raw horsepower, I'll easily Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for uh, Ask Anything by Shimano. It's time for the best segment by mile on this podcast, The Quiz, presented by Pirelli. <laughs> it's quiz time, Pirelli. Thanks for sponsoring this awesome segment. Um, I've crafted seven cracking questions. Uh, so if you know the answers, boys, just yell them out and... Uh, who are, I'll be interested to see who's who's the smarter Yates. Uh, <laughs> it's all chips in. All right. Question number one. On FIFA, uh, what button do I hold to sprint on the PS4? Ooh, uh, one, maybe. I don't know, actually. I've not played it for a long time, actually. I, I, need, about to me. I, I need to put the control on my hand. The sprint. Come on. The is, sprint. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold, hold up. The sprint is L2. Is it not? I'll let you go again. You're close. Oh, I need the control in my hands. I can feel it. L1? No, nah, it's not, is it then? Nah. Is it one of these ones? Sure it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's because, a trigger. It's a, it's a, one of the twos. Oh, it's an R2, R2 then. It's opposite. There you go. Well done, yeah, Simon. We're close. We're close. Well done, mate. Yeah. All right, question It depends. Because that's, that's a trick question. You could change you your can, control. Yeah. Device. I thought that when I wrote it, I thought, geez, he's going to get me on a technicality here. And you did. Uh, all right. Uh, question, question, question number two. How many Man United Premier League titles did Sir Alex Ferguson win? Was it 12, 13, or 14? Uh, 
it's 13. Yep. 2-0. Oh, wow. I cannot yeah. believe you know that. I cannot believe that. Okay. When was his last Premier League title win with Man U? What year? Uh, oh, this is going to be a guess, this one now. It's 2004. Mm. No. Yeah, have a crack, I've Adam? Nah. No idea, mate. I've got it's no idea. It's between 2011 and 2014. Oh, no. All right. 2012 to 2013. All right. Oh, really? um, now, you guys should get this one. What is the traditional dish of berry? Uh, dish? Black pudding. Yeah, black yes. pudding. Yeah. Black pudding. Oh, mate. This what, is this is going to be a right Oh, it is, yeah. This right. is easy. Name one ingredient in black pudding. Ingredient? Is there an... I thought it was... Um... Yeah, just give us... I know I don't. Right. No idea. Jeez. Pork blood, fat, oats or barley. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just Black a sausage. Pudding. <laughs> Pork blood is the number one ingredient. Fat is number two on oats or barley. Take your pick. Sounds delicious. Oh, wow. All right. Um, who's ridden more race kilometers in their career out of you two? Adam. Me. Sure. Uh, no, that's... Simon, 74,676. No Adam, 73,604. Oh, and the final no one, way. this you is for no um, triple points. Who's the biggest band to come out of Manchester? Biggest band. <laughs> biggest uh, band to come out of Manchester. They're superstars. Uh, uh, Oasis. Yes. Oh. Mate, that was a, that was a Why great finish. So quick? Why have you got so quick? I, don't, I got time. I need time. <laughs> you need it. His Wi-Fi is quicker. You need another yeah, roll of excuses. Yeah. Um, fantastic uh, podcast, boys. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat. Um, we always leave the guys with uh, one final word for the punters. We'll start with you, Adam. What do you want to say to all the people watching and listening? What do I want to say? I mean, uh, I guess uh, everyone's going to keep safe, stay out of trouble, and uh, look after yourself. We're in a difficult time, aren't we? So, uh, yeah, um, look after yourself and stay healthy. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and Simon? Yeah, no, I just uh, hope to see you out on the road whenever we can. But uh, I think it could be a while now. So um, a bit on the same lines as Adam, just stay safe. And, uh, you know, I think we'll uh, we'll be back to normal as soon as possible. Good finish to the show, boys. Uh, enjoy cooking more loaves of bread, Adam. And um, <laughs> yeah, good luck with the next batch of, uh, t- what is it, turkey meatballs. Turkey meatballs, mate. Come on, it's a new speciality. I'll get online and have a crack, mate. Uh, as I said, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, if, you, if you're watching or listening, make sure you tune in again to another episode of Peloton and Pause presented by Green Edge. See you again next week. Ciao. Yeah.